0: from the first time i tried decorating cookies like after culinary school i've done it almost every day since then because i love it i love doing it it's like so much fun for me i love it when a new idea pops into my head i just want to get it out as soon as possible and so if you're not passionate about it then it's just like it's not going to work because you have to spend so much time on it
1: welcome to the push podcast So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Amber Spiegel, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to chat with you. And uh, we had a quick pre-interview conversation and there was so much like golden stuff that you were talking about. I was like, all right, let's not, don't tell me any more stories. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do it on air so people can learn from you. So tell us about you. I mean, I gave an introduction, but I want to hear from you. How did you get started? How did you become such a big deal in the baking industry and just all things Amber, you've got kids, you're a mother. Tell us about you.
0: Okay. Um so I've always been interested in baking. Like I've been baking since I was little and I've also always been interested in art, so cookie decorating is kind of my way of combining those two things. So like I come from a family of artists. Like my mom's an artist, my dad's a woodworker. So yeah, it's just kind of in my blood. And I have a sweet tooth, so like mm-hmm. if I can what I create, like that's a bonus. So I went to culinary school uh, for baking and pastry. And I was thinking that I would have like a bakery with all kinds of, you know, pastries, cakes, whatever. But like halfway through school, I kind of realized that I don't want to be baking like everything. I just really want to be decorating. Mm-hmm. So I loved doing like, we had like two classes on cake decorating the whole time. So those were my two favorite classes. And that's when I kind of realized like, okay, so this is what I'm really interested in. So I kind of like changed gears and focused on learning how to decorate cakes. And the cookie thing started later because even cake decorating is kind of a little bit too much baking for me. Like I really want to just get straight to the decorating and cookies allow me to do that because you just make one batch of dough and then you've got tons of cookies to decorate. and there's no building involved, no, you know, sculpting and stacking. So it's just easier for me to just do the cookies and get right to the decorating part. And so I started selling my cookies in 2008, I think it was, on Etsy. My mom encouraged me to start selling them online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't heard of Etsy before, but, you know, she's really, she's an artist, so she knows what's up in the art world and So she knew about the website before I did, and she told me to get on there and start selling. And right away, I had orders. I mean, I was only selling them for like $2 each, which is like, don't do that, you know, because, yeah. (laughs) But I didn't really know anything back then. I was like, oh, great, I'm making sales. Like, this is awesome. So I did that for a while. And then it was always just kind of a side thing. I was working at like bakeries and just like, whatever and doing cookies on the side and then I entered a cake decorating contest that Wilton was holding um, and I won and the grand prize was a trip out to Wilton outside of Chicago to take their two week master class so I did that and I brought my portfolio with me cuz I just I was I wanted to work there as a cake decorator mm-hmm. so I brought the portfolio and I got a job there about a year after that Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I moved out there. Um, I didn't go by myself. I was dating a guy who wanted to move to Chicago to be an actor. So we went out there together. How old were were you
1: just for like context
0: around? Yeah, I was um, like 26, 27. Yeah. Got Um, it. And yeah, so I worked at Wilton for almost two years and I still was doing the cookies on the side, like after work and on weekends. Just all my free time went to cookies and then eventually like I wasn't really allowed to be super creative at Wilton because they have a very specific style and the the creative director like tells you exactly what to do. So for a while it was great. I got, it was an awesome experience and I got to practice all my skills. Um, but it was, I really had to be out doing it on my own. So I, ended up moving back home with my parents here in upstate New York and just like did, I worked for my dad and I was making cookies on the side still. Yeah. So they really helped me like get this all going by, you know, they were so happy to have me back home that like, they were thrilled to help me start a business. Whatever you
1: were doing. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say my dad's a business owner Mm. and his parents were both business owners. My grandmother just retired. She's in her late eighties and she just retired from her business. So yeah,
1: (laughs) that's awesome.
0: That's like a family thing.
1: So I was going to ask you really quick though. So here you are, you know, 26 my dream jobs to work for Wilton. I got this opportunity, you got your foot in the door, you did it for two years. And then what did that feel like to say, Okay, I got to go. Like, did you recognize that was that a loud voice in your head? Was it like, "Oh, I'm not going to have this income. What am I going to do? Can I make it on my own?" What were your thoughts then?
0: It was like a lot of little things. It wasn't one big like, "Oh, I got to go." It was just like the day-to-day like stress of the job on top of like not being able to be creative in the job. Um it just like built up and it started to wear on me and also like My relationship was not good with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. at the time. So it Mm -hmm. was like kind of everything came together and I was like, I got to get out of here. Like it's time to go. And I wasn't, I didn't have to worry about what I was going to do because I knew that my dad was, you know, he would let me work for him at least for Mm -hmm. a little while if I had to, um, which I did, which is like, you know, that's hard to work with your parents sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it was fine. So uh, I didn't really have to like worry that much, but it was just like, I knew I just had to get out of there and Mm -hmm. do something else. And also being in my mid twenties, I wasn't like, I didn't have kids. I didn't have a mortgage. So no responsibility really. So I was just like, I'll just do something else. Like, you know, but you have that freedom when you're, when you're young. So. So you go
1: home, your parents are encouraging you. You have the luxury of having parents and grandparents who have already ran businesses. And then what happened? How did you get it to the next? What was the next step for you?
2: Is it's I hope everyone's catching this as you're listening. Like a lot of times you set out goals and you think you say, Hey, I want to work for Wilton, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you bring your portfolio, you win this contest. everything is gonna like, hey, this is gonna be amazing. And you get there and like I'm not to say you weren't fulfilled, but after two years, you're like, I got to get out of here. Right. And so I think that's a perspective that people need to like really take in because there's so many people that are like devastated when something that they wanted for a very long time doesn't work out. And then they just are paralyzed. They can't move forward. But it sounds like you moved forward and you were okay with that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's, yeah, I lost my train of thought. No, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. But
1: also... In addition to, you know, that perspective, because I'm definitely catching that wanting our listeners to get that. But in addition to that, it sounds like from the very beginning, you were very clear on I want to decorate. Like I thought I wanted to own a business. I thought I wanted to own a bakery, Mm -hmm. make all the things right. I wanted to decorate. I didn't want to do probably the marketing. I didn't want to do the leadership. I didn't want to do the daily grind stuff of owning a bakery I wanted to decorate and so I hope you guys are hearing that too because when I spoke with you the other day You said, you know, I just encourage people to find a passion and chase their passion and And that's as your story unfolds. I want you to continue But that's what I think has made you so successful is you just laser focused on the thing that you wanted to do So you move back home with your parents and then what happens? What's the next step for you?
0: yes, yeah, so then I was like selling cookies on Etsy still. And as I started to post my Etsy listings on Facebook, people seemed to be more interested in learning how to make the cookies rather than ordering them from mm-hmm. me. So I thought, okay, I'll just post a video tutorial on how I flood a cookie or whatever. And that was on YouTube in like 2011 or 2012. And that video just like really took off almost immediately. And then after that, I just started posting more tutorials, but I was still selling cookies. Then I started to teach in-person classes um, because people then wanted to come to me to learn instead of just learning through the videos. So it just sort of evolved based on like what was working. And yeah, I always just tried to like just do what I wanted to do, like I want to make this cookie design and if I like it, I think other people will like it too. And even now that's still how I how I do it. I just kind of like something pops into my head and I think it's cute and I make it and hope that other people will will like what I made. Um, I love that. Love
1: that. So you started teaching in-person classes on like did you start monetizing your YouTube channel or like what was the next step to turn it into an actual business that was monetized?
0: Yeah, so um I started monetizing probably a year or two after I started on YouTube because I wasn't even like aware of all that. Mm-hmm. So I was still just like, you know, selling the cookies and and then teaching the in-person classes, so that was like my income. And then I joined a YouTube network. So like, yeah, so they helped me to monetize my channel and like connected me with other YouTubers in my category, so we did collaborations and so that's when I really started to get more ad revenue and yeah. And then just like started monetizing the blog and then I joined a blogging ad network and then Facebook introduced um, monetization a couple of years ago. So that has really helped out a lot too. So, um, so I hope
1: you guys are getting that <laughs> because that's huge. I think that you would agree that there's tons of amazing creative bakers and decorators and artists out there that think that your art is just supposed to speak for itself. Right. And at first that's okay. It's great to put out a video like you put out on YouTube and then you were like, huh, there could be more to this. Let me learn about this. Right. Yep. So would you say you had to make the investment of time and money to join and whether it be learn these courses, take courses, to learn from people who were further advanced, further along than you in order to gain new information along the way?
0: Oh definitely. I mean it's it's tons of time. Like my biggest investment has been time um, to just figure out what's working and well I also, you know, I invest in equipment as I get as the income grows and I can get better equipment to make better videos. But mostly it's really time and learning mm-hmm. how to how to make it all work. I find that and, so many people yeah. want
1: to skip that freaking step. You know, they're <laughs> just like, I want to do the decorating. Maybe right. you're hearing that from Amber. You're like, well, she said all she wanted to do was decorate. That means all I have to do is decorate. And that's not the case. You know, like, yeah. I feel like... It
2: sounds like you had to get savvy around a lot of other things yeah. in order for people to see what you were creating.
0: Yes, yeah. definitely. Um... And, and also this is like 12 years of just like working on this every day. So, you know, you go on Instagram now and you see the videos and it's like, oh, I want to do that. And then you try it and it doesn't work out, you know, the way you thought. But it's like <laughs> takes years to like get yeah. to get good at it. So, yeah, it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of practice and patience.
2: So you're telling me the first time you decorated a cookie, it wasn't amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was
2: wait, not. <laughs> wait, I've been fooled. No, because the reason why that's so important is because you just said it like twelve years into making, and now when people go to your Instagram page, they think it's like, oh well, Amber's just really good. And you are, and you you and and I always see when people have reached a certain pinnacle, they've stacked a skill with talent. And that skill that you had to learn and you had to cultivate happened at Wilton, even though you weren't being as as creative as if you wanted creative as you wanted to be. But you were stacking those skill sets so so that you get to a point where hey, now you have like that law of attraction. Now you've like all these things are coming your way to help you monetize, but also to help you get more of your work out into the world.
1: What was the preparation yeah. that got you yeah. there? So yeah, I think it's important to point that out because when you go to Amber Sweet Am's Instagram, she's got 1 million followers, which is a little intimidating, right? (laughs) And then I think on Facebook, it's like 2.7 million, something crazy bananas. And what we wanted you to get from this was it was a crazy amount of consistency, right? Like what would you say your recipe for success for Sweet Am's has been?
0: It's being super passionate about what I'm doing because if you don't like it you're not going to want to spend every single day doing it so like from the first time I tried decorating cookies like after culinary school I've done it almost every day since then because I love it I love doing it it's like so much fun for me I love it when a new idea pops into my head I just want to get it out as soon as possible and so if you're not passionate about it then it's it's just like it's not going to work cuz you have to spend so much time on it. And sometimes I do, I get sick of it sometimes, but then I was just going
1: to say that, like, if you're doing something every day for 12 days, 12 years, you've got to get sick of it. Right. And when we spoke, I asked you, I said, people ask me all the time, like, you know, Oh, I just, I want to be a bakery owner or I want to do this because I'm really good at it. And I'm passionate about it. And my answer is always like, oh, sis, trust me, you're not going to be doing that most of the time. If you want to open an actual location, brick and mortar location, you're going to have to learn YouTube. You're going to have to learn social media, Mm -hmm. marketing, leadership, sales, profitability, the numbers, your taxes, like you have to learn all that other stuff, right? You should see her face right now. (laughs) So, that's not the stuff that you love, but is that the stuff like your passion? It sounds like your passion's great enough to make you push through all of the stuff you don't really love. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, you just get through the other stuff because you have to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even have employees, but it's still like to sit down and do QuickBooks every month is like, <laughs> I hate it, but I have to. Like, there's no other, if it's going to be a business, you have to do all the business things that go along with it.
1: I love that, you
0: know, and then like you have to do the dishes too. I don't have anybody (laughs) doing my dishes. So it's like, it's a lot of like little stuff, but it's worth it. I love it.
1: And I know that you originally went to school for marketing. You were in college for marketing. Did you complete that? Did you drop out for pastry school? Can you, and did you ever learn or use any of the skills that you learned while you were in school for marketing? Can you talk to us about that?
0: Yeah. So I did graduate with a bachelor's in business administration with the concentration in marketing, but like I was a bad student. Like I <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't learn anything. So, I mean, maybe I did and I, I, it's like subconscious now, but mm-hmm. I'm not like good at marketing or like, cause a lot of it was psychology, you know, um, mm-hmm. that we learned in school, mm-hmm. but I don't, like I don't knowingly like take what I learned and apply it to what I'm doing now but I am glad that I had that because I think that being in college is a good experience cuz you kind of learn how to learn when you're in college and just like having that experience of meeting new people getting outside of your comfort zone like it's all super important stuff like to have that experience that. but I don't know if it really like contributed to what I'm doing now yeah, so that. I mean, together. I was like a. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Because I, I mean, I did that because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my mm-hmm. life. Like when you're 18 years old, you have to choose mm-hmm. what you're gonna do for your life, and it's like it's impossible.
2: <laughs> yeah, is that you're choosing at an age where you should not be making any decisions? You don't even know yourself
0: <laughs> at 18, right? <laughs> I know. For the
2: next 40 years, let alone know that.
1: what the hell you want to do for the next 30, 40 years, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So you had said something when we chatted about um, you turned to decorating and art because you had struggled with anxiety. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So I've always had anxiety ever since, I mean, probably my whole life, but it really like started to come out when I was in college. So I would have panic attacks. Yeah. And I could like, I had like, you know, I would go out to parties and stuff when it wasn't, an issue, but sometimes I would have panic attacks and I would have to just like be alone for a while and couldn't be around people. And so, yeah, like doing artwork, like just drawing kind of just helps me to like, takes me out of my mind a little bit. So I'm not so like in here. Um, and then, so after like culinary school, like I was, you know, I was still having anxiety here and there, but especially during the times where like there were transitions in my life, So like college was one of them. And then getting close to the end of culinary school was another one. And then being at Wilton and realizing like, oh, wait, I don't want to do this. I had some like those feelings were coming back. But the cookie decorating is what kind of helped me to just kind of calm down. Just take me out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on something else. And yeah, I mean, I was on like anti-anxiety medication for a while, but I, the side effects were too much for me to handle. So it wasn't for me; it didn't work because I mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't a good balance. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I have to turn to artwork to help me to get through that.
2: And and it sounds like through all the things you went through, the decorating and the art was kind of your center. Mm-hmm. It's where you found yourself the most peaceful. And I think that's amazing because. Uh, you know, all the pivoting and all the changes that you had, you did keep something very centered and, and something that was your North Star of that what you wanted to do. And I think that consistency is so empower, so powerful for people, but it's also empowering to individuals that are listening to this that have something that they can go back to but they forget about it because they're overwhelmed with all the anxieties, the, you know, the sadness, depression, the stress, all the different things. And they forget about their center. They forget about what brings them back. And, you know, for some people it's exercise, some people it's meditation, some people it's art, some people it's, it's all kinds of things. Maybe it's, it's long drives. I don't know. It Mm -hmm. depends on who you are, but I think going back to that, it's important. What I'm curious is, is, is what inspires you? Like, is it something that's within? Like are you looking at someone or something and you're like so inspired that it, it, it makes you want to create more?
0: Um, I mean just like physical things around me inspire me. Like if I see a flower or a design on a plate or a piece of fabric, like that will spark an idea and get me excited to decorate. So even during those times where I'm feeling like I don't want to do this, so like seeing something will kind of spark that inspiration to get me going again. Um, So it was it was actually really hard when I was on maternity leave both times um, because, well, I had postpartum depression both times. The first time I didn't really know until the second time. I was like, oh, definitely had it the first time, too, because I was like, I didn't want to do any Mm -hmm. artwork at all. Even I was so I was like, I don't want to do anything. But then after a period of time, like I it just, it went away on its own after about three months um, with therapy. So, and that kind of like, just taking the time to like, just kind of be away from it for a little while, it's just, just sort of started to come back on its own. And then I would get these little ideas here and there, like sparks of inspiration from the outside. But that's like a little bit scary, too, because if it's coming from the outside it's like you're just waiting for some kind of spark of inspiration, yeah. so that can be kind of scary
1: but creativity, I think you know comes from many different forms sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's a movie, sometimes you know it could be someone says something to you that just lights a fire in you and and I know for myself too. Like like you said, if I'm in Target or something, and I ha- we were in quarantine, it was hard to be inspired unless you were on t- listening to TV or on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So I think inspiration can come from a pattern. I know that I've seen dresses before that have inspired me. It sounds like things yes. from the outside. Any it, anything goes with you, right?
2: Yeah, and yeah, I, and I, definitely. And I think that the word inspiration is to inspire. meaning, it it does come from within. You may see things in an external world that if you internally are not at a, in a place where you're paying attention, where you're at a a mindfulness, where you are looking Mm -hmm. at and you're thoughtful about what you're seeing, you can't be inspired. Right. And so (laughs) I do think it's an internal game of like, Hey, because I'm paying attention, because Mm -hmm. in my brain, I'm creating a meaning of this Flower that I'm seeing, I'm, this pattern I see it sparks something that I think is so important that I want to share with the world. Now I'm going to go and do that. I think it's super yeah. powerful. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask you this because lots of people are going to be listening to this episode, checking out your social media accounts, and they're going to be fangirling or fanboying over your work and what you do. Who do you, Amber, who do you fangirl over?
0: Sweet sugar bell. Mm. She's like my cookie idol. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) when I first started, even even um, though you have such a huge following, you follow
1: other people because they inspire (laughs) you. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) 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 Yeah. She's, I mean, she's like one of the original cookie bloggers. Um, so when I started, she was like a huge inspiration of what you could do, like not necessarily her designs because her style is so different than mine, Mm -hmm. but just like what you can do with a cookie business. Like she has a whole line of products now in Michael's stores. It's like on Home Shopping Network. So she's really like making it happen and she's a huge inspiration to me. Um, So she was like, she saw my work a long time ago and sent me an email saying she loved it. And I was just like, blown away. I was so excited that she emailed me. And even today, like if she wants to share something of mine and she'll, you know, she sends me a message asking if she can share. I'm like, of course, (laughs) I get so
1: excited. That's awesome. (laughs) Very cool. So, you know, this is the push podcast. We talk about pushing through difficult things, overcoming difficult things, What do you think the biggest like road bump has been in your business or in the past 12 years through all of this pursuing of your passion? What's the biggest challenge that you've been faced with?
0: I think figuring out how to make it work as a business is just like the biggest hurdle I've had to overcome, Mm -hmm. which I'm still, you know, I still really, it's always changing the landscape changes. So you have to change with it. So just like, you know, going from selling cookies to teaching the in-person classes to now, you know, kind of relying more on the ad revenue and then, you know, COVID-19 happened and now, and then you have to change all over again. So it's just really like, it's just difficult to keep navigating and figuring out what's going to work. So it's not like one big thing, but it's just all these little things that, you know, you have to overcome Um, because it's just constantly changing and it's really hard to keep up.
1: Yeah, and that's part of life, right? That's part of like knowing and understanding there's no arrival period. Like people probably see you every day and unfortunately they think, God, if I could ever be as big as her, if I could make it like her and they don't understand, this is why these, um, these conversations are so important. They don't understand you're still striving and you're still trying to figure it out and you're still pivoting and you're still showing up even when you might not want to, or even when it's tough. Right.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if there even is a point that I would ever be like, okay, that's enough. You know, (laughs) I feel like I'm, I'm always going to be like, okay, now I have to do this and now I have to do this. But I think maybe that's a trait of people who are successful in their business because they're never like satisfied with the way Mm -hmm. things are. They always have to like try a little bit harder and see what, what else can they achieve. Um, so like before I had a million followers, I was like, oh, if I had a million followers, I would be set. And then I reached it and it was, (laughs) I felt the same as I did the day before. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, we have to keep going, keep keep on going. Yeah. Now it's just (laughs) like, yeah.
2: And I don't think human beings are designed to stop. Mm -hmm. Like I, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we invented retiring, reinvented this whole idea of, you get to a certain age or you get to a certain status or a certain wealth and you're gonna stop. You just, you never stop. You may pick a different path. You may decide that my life needs to go in this direction, but I don't think you ever stop. Just like art doesn't stop, you know? And I think mm-hmm. looking at your page, like one of the things I thought was amazing is that how your, all your art is relevant. Like you are, you mentioned paying attention from a business standpoint, but it looks like you're also paying attention from an artistic standpoint of like, whatever I create has to be relevant to the time.
0: Yes, this is true. So like more recently, I just get my inspiration from pop culture. So for a while it was unicorns. So I was doing a lot of unicorn stuff, you know, so it's like it and also like colors and shapes and patterns are all influenced by that. And then a lot of times I'll go back to like my original style, which is more inspired by like vintage teacups and uh, fabrics and things like that. And people seem to enjoy those too, because that's like how... I started and that's how they know me. So yeah, I try to do like a mix of both and I don't know what, I don't know what's going to work. I do something and I just put it out there and see if people like it. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And, I ask, and I'll ask this cause I'm curious. You said just put it out there. At what point did you ever have fear of putting your art out? And then when did it kind of go away? I know it's probably still there, but tell me about that.
0: Yeah. It, didn't go away. Like every time I post something, (laughs) I'm like... It didn't go away? What? No, I'm always like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. This is stupid. Like, why did I make that? Like, and then, but then I put it on, people are like, oh, this is so nice. I love this. I'm going to try it myself. And then I'm like, okay. So, you know, it's, I don't, yeah. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah. And I think that's important for people Mm -hmm. to know. You get to a million, Mm -hmm. two million followers and the same feeling you get before you hit the post button the
1: anticipation in the beginning, yeah. when you
2: had two people following to now yeah. 2 million people following you, uh, it's still there. And so, but mm-hmm. it sounds like to me in all those, those times you push through and you and do you, it anyway, you do it anyway, you push the post yeah. button and then you see, yeah. what does it look like? You know, the response. And then I think that is, is fulfilling and also can fuel you to keep going.
0: It does. Yes, exactly. Amber,
1: who's been the biggest pusher in your life?
0: I would say my dad definitely he's always been like supporting me and he was the one cuz I actually sell recipes and tutorials now it was that was his idea he was like you know like I think that what's going to be make your business successful is if you have like not by selling the cookies themselves but by selling your recipe having products it's like that's what's going to work and I was like no dad i'm never gonna have a line of products like what are you talking about and i you know i so i started selling the recipes. i started making tutorials and selling them on my website and those those are like successful now and now i have a line of cookie kits too mm-hmm. so and i find that he's like pretty much always right about everything <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <laughs> gotta listen to your parents oh, yeah God, that's so funny because that's awesome he's got
0: a lot of experience because he's been he's had his own business since he was like 19 doing woodworking. So that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Well, tell people where they can follow you, learn more about you, take some of your classes, buy your cookie kits, tell everybody, give us your plug.
0: Yeah. So if you go to sweetams.com, that's kind of like my hub for everything. So that's where you can find my recipes and my tutorials and a link to my cookie kits and your Um, book and my book. Yeah. My book. Yeah. (laughs) When when did the book publish again? Cookie art. That was in 2016.
1: And was that like more successful than you anticipated? Was that like a, did it catapult anything? Did you get good fulfillment from that? How was that experience?
0: Well, that experience was a little strange because I'd worked with a publisher on the book for two years. We pretty much finished the whole thing and then they dropped it (laughs) like right before it was supposed to, they even had it on uh, pre-sale on Amazon. And they dropped it. So the good thing was that they handed the rights over to me. um, And since it was almost finished, my husband taught himself the InDesign software to like just do a few little changes to it. And we had it printed by a printer here where we live. Um, So I ended up self-publishing and selling those myself. And it was very overwhelming in the beginning. Cause when I first put it out, I was, um, like eight months pregnant with my first daughter. And so right when it launched, I had her like two weeks later. So I was in, and like all the, for the first launch of the book, I was signing them. So it was like, all these books are going to be signed. I had it on the website, whatever. So I had my newborn baby Mm. over over here, signing books (laughs) over here. It was like, it was really crazy. It was, but. Uh, but you survived.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a huge inspiration to yeah. uh, lots of people, not only in the baking world but in the art world. And we're super glad that you were able to join us today. If you got anything out of this, please leave a rating and a review. Tell Amber what a rock star she is, and then go follow her. Sweet Am's on everything. Learn more about her business, and remember all the key. Learnings. I think there was so much great info, whether you're 12 years in or a newbie beginner, lots of things don't go away and lots of challenges are going to require you to show up. So, thank you so much, Amber, for joining us. And I hope you have a fantastic day.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Bye. Push through. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle and until next time, push through.